Welcome in to episode 22 of the Creed of Crypto podcast. We provide immersive, essential, and evergreen strategies for the novice cryptocurrency investor. How are you doing? I'm one half of your host, Broke Boy Crypto. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Broke Boy Crypto, spelled with an I, as well as on YouTube. And I've got with me my partner in crime. It is Crypto Ewok. Once again, Ewok, again, the beard is looking on fleek. Uh, I don't know if people still say that. I haven't heard that in a long time, but <laughs> how are you doing this evening? How are you feeling about the markets? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm seeing some positive things happening and uh, I think we're getting close to that bottom. Let's let's hope so. We'll, as long as things yeah. continue here, we'll be headed in the right direction. Might be a little slow chop, but right. at least it's not too much down, too much longer anyway. Yeah, I think uh, time-wise, um, you're probably right. And um, yeah, we'll apologize to the people who are the regular podcast listeners for last week. We had a couple of technical difficulties and didn't get the actual audio version out on the episode 21 of the podcast. So sorry you missed that. But, um, you know, it's another one of the bear market podcasts. That's kind of what happened on it. We were talking about <laughs> the price not really doing a lot, but there was some interesting nuance in there nonetheless. Yeah. But today... I'm really excited about the show tonight because now we at least do have um, some interesting things actually happening here in the midst of this bear market. No, I don't just mean like what Jerome Powell's plans are or something. Um, we have a new cryptocurrency dropping literally with a free airdrop here in a couple of days, which we are going to get to. Um, that's taken some communities by storm and I'm really, really excited to talk about it. Um, glean what information we do have on it and how it's affecting some other entities too. But I guess first off, we'll just kind of start with how the markets have been over the last week. We've definitely seen some pumps since the last time you and I spoke, Ewok. Um, we are up over 20K now. We were really hovering between 18 and 19 most of last week. So man, you would think that we're at 60K again, the way people <laughs> act about like just sustaining a few days over this 20K benchmark because it has proved to be such a sticking point kind of. Um, what are you thinking? I mean, is this just obviously another uh, bear market short-term rally? What do you think for the rest of October? And I was we were just talking before we went on air, I'm, I'm seeing some people on Twitter that are not necessarily dumb people. I mean, I'm talking about like long-term traders that – are I don't know how this factors into TA, but are talking about um, you know like a midterm rally here with big elections obviously coming up here in the United States in November. What do you think about all this? Because all we've been think thinking, and and frankly, most people I think um, has been the new lows could likely come here in October or November. Do you think that thesis is erased now, or you know no. because of a few days over twenty k, or what do you think? No, I don't think it's erased. I, I do think we have some more downward pressure to hit. I think this is a, you know, we could see things pump a little bit here in October, though. Um, I, I don't think it's a, a full, full on bull market coming, but, right. um, you, you know, there is some positive things that are happening. Like you said, you know, we've got, we got the elections coming up. So there's always a little bit of reason to, inject a little bit of mark, uh, money into the markets. Um, and usually when they do print a little bit, it, it usually hits stocks and cryptos first. Uh, right. It's the easiest thing to get money into uh, for, for, for bigger companies that have some excess. 
Um, I, I do see a more long downturn though still coming. Um, I, I don't think we're we're done dropping, uh, but October could could yield a you know a, to be a positive one. Yeah, this and, and you know you could definitely see a scenario too where we do get some of this bullish short term price action over the next three, four, or five weeks or something. Um, and then, you know, really kind of mid, maybe late November. And, you know, we're pushing back the timeline for what we kind of originally thought a little bit. But as you get new information, that's kind of what you do. But maybe more into that, like Thanksgiving in the United States territory um, to when we could potentially see new lows. I mean, we, you and I have both been saying November for most of this year um, as, you know, when we thought would be kind of the, the catalyst for the end of the quote unquote bear market and then maybe just get some total chop for a year after that or whatever. But as that kind of being the bottom and the 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 turning point, I guess. So it is going to be interesting because in the US there is just a lot going on right now. We're going to get to something that you brought up off air a minute ago. But again, the elections, you know, um the Democrats control obviously the White House, the Senate. Uh, the House, they control everything right now. And most people are speculating that we're going to have a pretty big uh, red wave, if you will, of Republican winners um, in a lot of those sectors, which I think is probably true. I um, think so, too. I think people are tired of what they're seeing and want a change. Yeah. And they're which hoping is, that'll be the way to get it. You know, we'll see what happens. Exactly. Um yeah, I think you're right, uh, which is just kind of the tale of American politics. I mean, you know, you have four years of Trump and then somehow Joe Biden gets elected. And then, you know, now um, we're kind of here swinging the opposite way. That's just the way it happens here. You know, it's just the way it's yeah. always going to be. But it is going to be interesting. And I wonder, you know, I'm interested to see what kind of effect it'll have on markets. I do think kind of swinging back and forth with the dominance of either one of those parties is probably good overall. Um you know, just kind of going back and forth. I mean, I don't know whatever really gets done or, you know, obviously you and I both think that more government is nearly always bad, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. I certainly don't really care that much about it. I, I more just to care about its effects on the market. Um, but, but let's bring up what you were just talking about off air with the UN asking, and I've only seen headlines, but asking for the U.S. to essentially stop with the rate hikes and stuff that, you know, the dollar is the global currency, really. And right. the fact that it could send other countries into deep recessions that they're not experiencing yet. What what have you kind of seen on that? And do you think that the Fed will heed that, you know, not advice, whatever you want to call it, uh, pleading, if you will? Yeah, I don't I don't know if they'll listen or not. You know, I think we're still expecting another at least 50 basis mm -hmm. points um at the at the next rate hike. Um <laughs> by them not listening though, I've been thinking about this. I mean, does it almost mean that they're waging essentially a war, you know, against the rest of the globe who is saying, "Please stop, you're crippling us." Mm -hmm. Um we're not making friends by, by any means, you know? So the, the, the global war machine, while it may not be actual battle uh, with people and, and artillery, we're, we're definitely using our, our money against uh, a lot of uh, weaker countries. So um, I, I don't know if they'll heed the warning or not warning, but I guess it was a request yeah. to stop. 
we'll have to wait and see. I mean, we could get maybe they may back it down to 25 basis points and um, and see where that leaves us. Uh, you know, but we still the what they've increased just in the past six or eight months um, ha, is a record, all time record for the fastest you know increases that we've seen ever. So yeah, yeah. We'll see how it plays out. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. You you are right that it's the fastest we've seen ever, and I I and I think you agree. We haven't really seen the overall effects of that yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just had the last one on September the twenty first. Where that's two weeks ago. It was yeah. literally two weeks ago, and I mean, Bitcoin's traded up since then. Yeah. So as have some of the other markets. So, um, yeah, I don't think we've even seen the effects of that. We're obviously getting a rate hike in the next meeting of some sort, which remember everyone is only not even four weeks away now. This one's actually November 1st or 2nd uh, is the next FOMC meeting. So it's right at the beginning of the month. Um, I, I tend to think that they're not really going to listen to what others are acting because the message has been pretty stern yeah. since the end of August. I mean, we've we've whether they actually took that action or not or just sounded stern, that they've sounded that way and followed through with the last rate hikes. And I think we will see... I think we're still going to see 75 again. I think that now I do think that that will probably be like the final major kind of clamp down. And then we're not going to get anything until like at least January, I believe. But um, I think they're still going to go through with it. And that may just be the recipe. I mean, let's paint a picture here. I mean, like, do we maybe have, and I hesitate to call it a rally, whatever you want to call it, but this bear market bounce up until the midterms, which are what? That's probably early November too, I imagine. I don't even know the date. Yeah, it's usually um, the first week in November. Right. First, so first Tuesday. Yeah, so that'll be just a few days probably after uh let me actually pull up the calendar here. So I'm not just talking out of my butt. But uh well, <laughs> wow, look at that. November first is a Tuesday. Mm. Um I, I we re- I really gotta look up the election date, but November first is a Tuesday. It'll be probably November the second Wednesday that uh we hear of the new rate hike. So, you know, you could see some pump or at least not downturn price action coming out of that rate hike news I could see into whenever the elections take place. And then it's like, oh, okay, here we go. Huh? Everything seems good. And then just like I kind of said earlier, mid-November to Thanksgiving, it's just like bottom falls spiral. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah I mean, I'll, I'm all right with it. I can see that that picture as well. I think we're calling it right now. I think, I think we're calling happen. it. Um. I got to look up the election dates real quick. I, um, I do. I do think. I think they may ease it back, though. I mean, you know, originally I thought seventy-five basis points as well, but with that request, I think they're going to pull back. I think it, you know it may be fifty, only because, like I said, we haven't seen the effects of this. It, it takes a while for it to play out across everything. That it doesn't happen overnight, you know, and things are already excuse me, but they're going to shit pretty quickly. You know, we're mm-hmm. still going to see fuel prices go up. We're going to see, you know, we're seeing the price of groceries mm-hmm. constantly go up. Every time you look, something's more expensive, you know. So uh, it, it hasn't played out yet, you know, in the world of, of transportation that I live daily. It's right. getting harder and harder um, to to get things from A to B. You know, they just don't the driver shortages and the uh, the cost of fuel and just everything on top of it. 
Um, Andrew said November 8th is our election day. So I, I just looked it up. Yeah. 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 Um, no, and I agree with you 100%. So, yeah, we've got the FOMC meetings the 1st and 2nd of November. So we're probably going to get we're going to get some kind of rate hike, regardless of what it is at that time. And then the election, November the 8th. So, yeah, I could definitely see that where we're kind of rallying. Um, I don't know. Maybe we see I, I hesitate to I don't think this is going to happen. Maybe BTC as high as like 24K um, sometime between now and we'll say mid-November. Um I could see it getting stopped out more on the 22 area and we're at a level of resistance even right now. I mean, we've, yep. we've already seen it get to about 20 and a half and kind of just halt there after it started to pump. So yep. I could definitely see this picture taking place. And then after that, as we've just illustrated deeper into November, see it come down. Um, yeah. And, and I do agree with you. I mean, it, what's so fascinating to me is you're right. Like yeah, I mean, like you see inflation everywhere still. You still see, you know, you can't buy like a whole third of the groceries you used to be able to get for whatever price, you know, unless you're savvy and know what you're doing and, and shop around and stuff like that. You're not getting as much, obviously, for what you used to be able to get. But do you think, and I'm not discounting it, this isn't me saying like, um, you know, one of these weird article propaganda from one of these news sites saying like, well, inflation's good in a way, because what, it, you know, like trying to flip the narrative on its head to shut people up. But do you think the people that aren't as aware of these financial markets, um, just economics in general, what the government is doing and things like that, that just economics, really, do you think that they're even super aware or caring about this? Because like, I know people that, don't even pay attention to any of this stuff at all and have, you know, no good financial life to even speak of, of course, but are just kind of oblivious. And like, I know people that just bought a house. I know people that are buying cars right now. And it's like, do you know that you are probably spending literally like triple the price on your monthly mortgage payment right now than you would have within the last year? Yeah. I, I So, I, I mean, I think people are aware of it. They know the price of everything's going up. I don't. I, I think they just don't understand maybe why, and what got us here, and the massive overprinting of money to begin with. You know that's what caused all of this. Uh, so the Fed and the shutting down of the country too. Well, the that down of the country followed by yeah. That didn't help. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, but that's what ignited this, the printing of more money. They started handing it out like like candy. So, you know, I just, I don't think people understand what triggers it. I think they understand that it's getting more expensive, everything, uh, but maybe not really why. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's interesting to me. It's just like, you know, there's that whole ignorance is bliss idea. I mean, we are who we are mentally so like we both have interest in markets and things like this anybody listening or watching this have interest in these markets so you know you're going to be aware of all these financial changes and feel the negatives and positives of it whereas somebody oblivious to it isn't and are are likely going to suffer more i mean financially down the road because they're just not educated on it and that doesn't mean like you know if you have to move into a house or whatever you mustn't do it no matter what right now but no, it's Man, just, just a bad time. It's a bad yeah. time. And, you know, I think I brought it up once or twice before, uh, but kind of leading this back into crypto, 
is this may be the very last bear market we see before they introduce the CBDCs. And that's going to be another very interesting experiment um, with the with the digital currencies. We'll have to see how that goes because I think it's expected in 2024, 2025, they're going to release these things. So right. um, that's why we need to prepare now. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting to see these same people we are talking about that are kind of oblivious to that stuff um, need to learn that kind of technology, you know, scaling into it over the years you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah. um just that that's the one thing that i think we lose sight of is you know people are in crypto not just for the tech but also for the gains obviously and i think we do forget understanding how to utilize these things and understanding like DeFi and things like that now how far ahead of the game everybody is going to be by the time this stuff you know 10 years from now for example yeah not even 10 um you know, compared to the layman. I mean, it's a skill that's going to be really worthwhile to have whenever this is really a thing, you know? And I think the events of the last two years, regardless of what you think of them, I'm just stating a fact. Um, I think the events of the last two years have probably expedited crypto and um, oh, for digital sure. currencies, you know what I mean? Um, I know for a fact it, it, it helped hex become what it is with the community because we were all stuck in our houses so mm -hmm. what did they do everybody started live streaming and it became this community that had this bond that was so strong because we made friends with each other and talked and you know and then the first time everybody actually met it was pretty crazy you know mm -hmm. i didn't get to meet in vegas with the first one but i did the second one um, and just seeing these people that you've talked to and been in conversations online with, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. Uh, just having that bond, uh, from the whole lockdown, you know, which we, we hated every, every minute of it, but you know, good, some good things came from it. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely an interesting time. And, um, you know, I mean, we've, we've all been over the COVID conversations, I guess, but yeah, for many people, um, not to make light of any bad scenarios anybody had happen, but for many people, it was a blessing and a curse or a uh, uh, whatever whatever phrase I'm trying to say, blessing in disguise. You know, it was, um, you found out what's really important to you, not to get too meta here, uh, forgive the pun, but, um, you know, you, you realize like what's really important to you in life. You start maybe a new project or something like that, shift careers, uh, dump somebody, whatever it may be, you know, like um to really get your life straightened out so yeah it was an interesting yeah. time and uh it's interesting where the world is going since then and we are still massively feeling the effects of it so um you just brought up crypto again let's shift back to it and at the top of the show i mentioned this now i know you haven't been as obsessively delved into this so far as i have you walk but we'll talk about it and i'll try to school you a little bit tonight all right my but, turn to um, learn yeah i like it but the, so and this is so crazy because I myself, I will admit that only this past Saturday, today's Wednesday, um, I stumbled across my first video of uh, this new Zen token, X-E-N, that is cr uh, being created by um, Jack Levin from Google. According to him, he was the 21st Google employee, actually. Okay. Um, 
and it's essentially um it's it's a lot like hex i will say that it is another defi protocol um with open source code um trustlessness that is basically another shorter time deposit uh, it's it's certainly not got all the same mechanics of hex or anything like that but a lot of the reasons the base reasons that people love hex um exist for zen and when i first was seeing it and just seeing a sparse video here and there i was like what you know what is this and i'm telling you as you know ewok from being in hex from the beginning over the last five days, this thing has just rampantly gotten more attention everywhere I look. Like, it, it's consumed my waking hours. Like, I mean, I've, I've just been watching Jack Levin content. And I got to say, a lot of your buddies in the Hex space, this is all they've been talking about over mm -hmm. the last few days. Because, well, let's face it, there's not a lot going on anywhere in crypto. Right. And it's... I guess some people are probably getting butthurt about this a little bit. I'm not sure. I haven't really seen them act that way. I've only seen hexagons embracing this obsessively and loving it. Certainly not dissing hex or anything, but like loving a yet another awesome DeFi protocol like this to earn trustless yield and be your own bank and make yep. your own coins. Um, but I've really only seen positivity, but I, I do wonder if there are some out there that are like, dude, I sacrificed for Pulse over a year ago. I sacrificed for Pulse X nearly a year ago. I thought it was going to be out six plus months ago. Um, certainly, I'm, I'm sure they're still content with Hex. I mean, it's, you know, 90 some percent down like all the market is. That's just the way it is right now. Yeah. But I do, I do wonder if there's some people out there that are like, I, I'm just getting sick of this. And then something like this comes along, which again, I'm not saying that people are going to ditch Hex. I don't mean that at all. And I love them both, just to say right off the bat. But I wonder how many people are like, damn, I want to go all in on this right now. Or as far as education, I'm not saying like buy it up immediately. But maybe if some people are just like, I'm putting my attention over here. Because like, here's another guy who seems to have the same values as Richard. Um, certainly not. They are not like, I mean, they're certainly like minded in how they believe, you know, uh, money should work. But disposition, I don't think they could be further apart, actually. Right. Um, now, they're Richard... Very intelligent guys. No, no, sorry. I was yes. just going to say they're both very intelligent guys. Both very intelligent guys. I think it's really interesting because, and I don't want to focus on the creators too much, but I do think it's interesting that well, you've got Richard who does the outrage marketing that we don't think is really what he's like, but he certainly is a little bit more extroverted, obviously, and eccentric and stuff than Jack Levin. Jack Levin is button up um you know uh, he he's much more reserved i'll say that and i'm not knocking either style i swear i really not i i support them both it's their product that i really like that's what i value about these guys but it's really interesting to see um a guy who's the polar opposite of richard uh and i don't think there's any hate between them whatsoever i know they've spoken yeah um doing something very similar um, I, I know you haven't had tons of time to look at it and we'll get into how the protocol works a little bit here, but what's your, what's your viewpoint on this? And have you kind of seen a lot of the hex community talking about this? Um, I have, I've seen a few talk about it. In, in, you know, I've been a little behind on, on some videos. 
recently, I know that there are conversations about it. The one thing I do know that I was kind of worried about is the whole shiny object syndrome where people, you know, things are built around or on hex kind of with same principles. Um, and historically they've all gone to zero. Um, this one is a little different. I think you can't buy it right away. First of all, um, you can only claim and mint. Um, so it's an Ethereum transaction. Um, essentially you can create as many wallets though, as you want. Uh, yeah. and from what I understand, it's going to be roughly about a $20 fee. Um, I, I think to create and claim, I, I could be wrong. Well, there. I'm not sure. Are you, are you just guesstimating what the gas fee would be? Is that what you mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so for every wallet, so for every wallet you create, you know, plan on 15, 20 bucks, probably unless you catch it extremely low, uh, low gas fee. Uh, so there's not going to be a major pump, I don't think, until these things are released. Um, I know there is a waiting time once that happens, and you can wait up to, you have to explain it, because you know I heard up to 100 days or maybe more than 100 days, you can decide how long you want to wait. And obviously, the longer you wait, the more you get. Um, but there will be people that that do it earlier. Obviously, those coins will probably hit the market quite quite soon. I think, mm -hmm. um, which again, there's buy pressure away from hex. I think. So I mean, so we'll see. So tell me, tell me what you know about it and the actual game theory because I haven't had a whole lot of chance. One thing without, and you don't have to necessarily name every one, but I'm interested to, for me as somebody who didn't get to see them as much and you did, before we talk about Zen a little bit more in detail, talk about um, some of the hex imitators, if you will, that you just talked a little bit about there that didn't work out at all. Like what, what were some of the, um, what were the main follies? Do you believe in those? What, what were the, the projects and what, um, how did they fail so quickly? I'm just kind of curious. I, I'm sure none of them had somebody like like Jack behind them, and I'm sure, obviously, the processes were not as good. But um, probably not. So uh, there was um, one that sounds like Hex, but not really. It's uh, uh, it starts with an R instead. Um, I hate advertising these other things because yeah. you know they're still out there. They just have gone to shit. Um, <laughs> it, they they try to imitate there was things they didn't like they didn't like the fact that the oa had you know the majority of the the coins um so they tried one without an oa um that one i believe was um a, an early hexagon who decided to sell all his stake and, and start this other one um mm. that one had so much liquidity that was locked in it that the price could never move. Uh, you know, it's one of the features of Hex is that it, it is low liquidity um, and it will have major massive pumps. And obviously at the same time, it'll have dumps too uh, because of the liquidity is always adjusted. Um, so this other one, it, it's fallen flat on its face. I'm pretty sure it's down to nearly zero and just, you know, it can't pump because there's so much liquidity um, that it would take, uh, you know, 
millions and millions of dollars to even get it back up halfway to where it was at one point. So um, I, I know of three of them that have just failed. Um, and it was all created as as a spinoff, as a, as a knockoff. Um, and they've all gone to zero. Now, this one sounds like it's got some different mechanics to it. Um, Definitely, yeah. So tell me more about it before I don't, like I said, I don't want to bash yeah. it because I don't know enough about it. Uh, but I, I was just kind of stating before that if it is a people are calling it very, very similar to Hex, I hope it doesn't have the same fate because I do like Jack. I think he's a very intelligent mm -hmm. guy. And like you said, him and Richard have spoken. I've seen live streams with the two of them talking um, and they're, 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 they're definitely quite intelligent. So. Yeah. And I think what you just said is a lot of what um, anybody who maybe. And, and I'm not trying to just focus on the Hex community, but those are the people that already get this. You know what I mean? These are the people that have lived with this kind of a protocol um, for the last couple of years and actually understand it and value DeFi. If you don't know about Hex, you probably aren't going to know about Zen. I mean, just plain and simple. Like you're not right. going to, your mm -hmm. mind isn't even open to this kind of crypto, which is like, the best kind of crypto. So yeah. um, I don't know what to really say for you there, but yeah, actually looking at Zen though. Um, so yes. So it, it, the, the actual minting will take place this Saturday. It goes live. It, there's just a countdown on the site, which is at zen.network. That's just xen.network. And at this very moment, we are two days, 16 hours and 45 minutes. So it's about 1 PM Eastern or so on Saturday, give or take. Um, and so basically what will then happen is you can mint your coins. Uh, like you said, Ewok, that is correct. As many addresses as you want. So, I mean, it would be, I think, stupid ultimately. But if you like made a thousand different ETH addresses, uh, you know, you could mint Zen to every single one of those. And the more that you do read, um, if you go to uh, zencrypto.io, they have a full layout there. There's so much good stuff on YouTube on this too. And I would implore everybody to, to check it out. I myself actually, a little self-promotion, have a video coming out tomorrow on Zen that's clocks in a little bit over a half hour long where I'm kind of really just going in over um, the zencrypto.io website and, and educating everybody on it. But to talk about it here. So yeah, Saturday around one o'clock is the mint time. Um, essentially what happens is yes, there's going to be a gas fee and we don't know how busy the network's going to be at the time. But that's all it costs. It's just a gas fee. You're not actually buying any Zen or anything like that. You're simply minting the Zen. Now, when you first get in there and connect to the protocol on Zen.network, what you're doing first is you are being given a C rank, okay, which is essentially your rank. And it's like a chronological order that you connected to the protocol versus whoever else has already connected. So... Um, now, what they will do is in the contract, the first 5,000 people that connect um, are, are going to be getting like the most Zen. Okay, so the, the, the first 5,000, I, sh I should say people, the first 5,000 addresses that connect will then be able to mint it. And you can choose, as you alluded to, Ewok, any amount of time from immediately to 100 days to actually receive your minted Zen. Okay. Okay. So um, 
again, you know, and you start with the delay gratification stuff right away. You can choose to wait 100 days to actually receive your Zen. And if you do that, and there's a calculator on a Zen.network that everybody can check out. Um, if you do wait uh, the 100 days, you're going to receive the maximum amount of Zen, basically. So, sure. um, so it's kind of going step by step here. And I'm not necessarily giving like what my strategy would be because there's a lot of game theory here. There's even a section on ZenCrypto.io called game theory where you can like it's it's a lot like Richard Hart with Hex. I mean, like there's no right or wrong way set in stone to do certain things, but there's certain factors where it's like, well, you know, you don't want to stake Hex for six months. You know what I mean? Like there's just certain things where it's like you obviously don't want to do that with this contract. So you can um, mint it and get it after 100 days. That That is probably the recommended thing to do. For anybody who is just interested in getting in on this and would like to get your free coins right away, that is probably what's recommended. Now, if you're not part of that first 5,000, then the mint period that you can delay out to increases up to, I don't want to speak out of turn, uh, 550 days, I believe it is. You can sure. then... Yeah, you can then mint out that long. Now, this is where there's game theory because what I've only been talking about so far is minting. I haven't been talking about staking, which you're also obviously going to be able to do with this. Um, Zen staking is 20% APY immediately. Okay, so as soon as you get your coins, if you want to stake, the maximum stake is a lot shorter than hex is a thousand days which makes it just a little shy of three years it's like 2.73 right. years um so that is the maximum stake where you would get obviously the most zen back and you get that 20 percent apy right away however from the creation on launch day which is that would be october the 8th um each 90 days that APY on your stakes decreases by 1% up until four years down the road, which I think it's actually 1,620 days exactly. So I know I'm giving a lot here and it's probably a little confusing to some people, but so immediately the APY is 20% each 90 days. And I'm not talking like the 90, I'm not talking about your, when you stake it, the APY decreases, that'll remain constant. But each 90 days for the protocol, the APY that you are able to get if you were starting a stake will be decreased by 1%. Gotcha. So in, in the first 90 days, whatever's in you have, if you would go to stake it, you would be getting 20% APY. From day 91 to like 120, or to, that's not right. 191. Wait, exactly. Then you would be getting 19% APY and so on. Okay. Up until it reaches. 2%. That's as the lowest it'll go. So okay. by the time it gets to 2%, um, then it's it's not going to fall any further than that. So, yeah. So did you have a question or I was... Well, yeah. So I have a couple, two questions. Mm -hmm. When you mint the coins um, and you create addresses, you said you can create as many as you want. Do they have to be different seed words or just different addresses? Different addresses. Okay. So, yeah, that's something I was thinking is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like within MetaMask, you can just create another account, create another account, yeah, create I think another you account can create, within the same wallet. I think you can create over 200 at least in the same 
MetaMask with your same seed words. Now, I, yeah, obviously, <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily want to do that for security purposes. If right, you know, if you want to be safe, you're better off creating multiple uh, wallets with different seed words, and uh, and then you could do a couple in each one if you want, you know, that many. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense to put all those coins into one MetaMask. It seems a little right. risky. I agree with you. And and you also got to remember how much you're keeping track of everything. I mean, like you're going to have to keep track. If, if you just go and create a bunch of new wallets for this, you're going to have to think about keeping track of all these different seed phrases for all these different wallets. And yep. I haven't even gotten to the what the worst part about keeping track will be. Um, but yeah, th- but not only that, but you're paying all of these gas fees. So you're paying right. a gas fee to mint. And yep. it's worth, and I don't mean it's like useless, but it's worthless right away. So, I mean, you're. Well, you're putting the money up front for sure. Yeah, right, right. So, but then you're going to have to spend the gas fees when you actually mint them again. You're going to mm-hmm. have to spend gas fees when you stake it. You're going to have to spend gas fees when you unstake it. So it's like, that, and that's fine if you're doing it from like one, two, three wallets or whatever. But if you're doing it from like 20, it obviously becomes expensive and cumbersome. Um, so we, we kind of, we covered the minting, we covered the staking there. Now here's where some of the game theory comes in because, so if you're within the first 5,000, I think what you should do is pretty clear. If your C rank is in the first 5,000, you should do the hundred day mint. I think, I mean, I think that probably makes the most sense. And, um, now what you, if you have thought about this so far, I'm paying attention, just listener, basically, Exactly. Yes. So, which to me is fine. You'd be getting 19% because you wouldn't be able to stake until the hundredth day. You're past the 90 days. You're getting 19%. I right. think that's the optimal way to do this as like just a new person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now on the opposite side of that. So you want to prepare for all situations. I don't know how crazy this is going to be when this launches, Maybe it's like getting tickets to your favorite band on Ticketmaster. You're like, oh, sweet, dude. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get first row or whatever. And you're like in the nosebleeds immediately. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that 5,000 could happen in minutes. I mean, right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, I imagine it will probably work better than Ticketmaster for anybody who's actually used that when you're trying to buy those tickets. But I would hope um, so. Yeah. But if you are not in that top 5,000, so then you have the opportunity to wait 550 days maximum to mint them. Now, just again, like you just said, Ewok, what is the APY going to be like when you stake them at that point? Well, at that point, I already did it earlier today. That's like six 90-day periods in or whatever. Um, Am I right on that? Did I just make that up? I think so. So it's about 13 14%-ish. 14%. did it in my head. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you'd be at fourteen percent, but at that point, so that's where it's like, okay, how many are you minting within those five hundred and fifty days, and is it worth it to only get fourteen percent whenever you do your stake? So it's kind of just figuring that out for yourself, you know. And then, and then you don't even have to do that. It's not like you have to do five fifty. You could say, well, I really want to take advantage of the higher amount. I want to do. I'll, I'll still just do a hundred days. Um, because I want to get 19% or whatever, yeah. you know, there, there's so many ways to play it. What, what I think is important to note here, because people are like really going at each other about the game theory on this. You're really not losing here. I mean, I think the only way that you lose is trying to get cute 
and um, like minting them immediately and then trying to sell them and stuff like that. I, I think like trying to do stuff like that might get you. I think yeah. you might just take an L on that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I, if you just want to get involved with the product and you like it and you like DeFi and you like Hex and everything, I think at least doing these two steps that I've kind of laid out are, are probably pretty good. And then if you want to concern yourself later down the road with actually buying Zen and adding it to your portfolio, I think that's that's fine. But, you know, you can speak to this Ewok and I'll let you do it. Like when these new things come out and we've already talked about it with what Pulse will be like when it mm -hmm. finally comes out, <clears throat> that rush to buy stuff immediately, like you actually could end up losing money short term and oh, yeah. letting the dust settle might be better. So I, I think we're probably going to see that with just simply going out and purchasing Zen on like Uniswap. I think it's probably to wait for some weeks or months as far as that goes. But you have experience with that that you could probably speak well, to. Well, yeah, not to mention you could save a lot on gas as well um, mm -hmm. because you don't know how many you're going to get. Now, the one thing we have to be aware of too is once it does hit the market, how much liquidity is it going to have? Can you buy enough of them to not push the price against you too much? Um, that's all going to play into that whole thing too. You know, you have to be really careful of that. Sometimes with a new coin or a new market, you know, you can go in and expect, say, well, I'm just going to, instead of spending a thousand dollars on 200 or whatever, 50 wallets, um, 500 wallets, I guess that would be whatever it was, mm -hmm. whatever you want to put in, um, I'm just going to buy a thousand dollars worth and, and call it a day and then stake them. Yeah. Um, you have to be, you know, be, be aware of, of the liquidity. Are you going to be able to get that many um, without pushing the price too far against yourself? Something else I was thinking when you were going over those too, is that doesn't really stop you from um, laddering, you know, laddering is mm -hmm. very popular in hex as well. Um, if you do a couple wallets and you have one for the 500 days and 400 days and 300 days, um, do it that way. You can get your hands on some of them earlier um, mm -hmm. at a better rate and then maybe more of them later at a worse rate, but you get more. So, right. Yeah, they're definitely interesting game theory. I have, like I said, I haven't sat down. Um, and and studied it too much. I figured I would wait to talk to you uh, tonight on stream and, and get the, the base of it and then dig in a little bit more afterward. Well, here's another curveball for you. So this is why um, the, the, the lots of wallets thing may not be so smart. And um, even the, the laddering thing might be a little bit difficult. So I agree with you. Yeah, there is definitely um, chances to do ladders like that. And I think people will definitely do that. Um, but here's how the penalties work with whenever you're actually minting your coins or ending stakes, okay? Um, so when you end one and go to claim it on the day it's due, there's obviously no penalty at all. But with Hex, there's what, a 14-day like grace period before you would start to lose some of your APY? Yes, you have four, 14 days to, to mint your coins or do the good accounting. Um, after that, you lose about 1% a week. So after 100 weeks, which is just over or just under two years, um, it's gone. So okay. 
What's the penalty for this one? So uh, obviously the day that you claim it is nothing, but um, just one day and you lose 1% of the rewards, two days you lose 3%, three days you lose 8%, uh, four days you lose 17%, five days 35 six days, 72, and seven a whole week, you lose the entire thing. So that is why it's a little bit challenging to have all of these different wallets. Yeah. Like you you're going to need attention. Not only that, but like you're at the mercy of the gas fee that day, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is no, that's one of the beautiful things with the grace period with hex is it's like, well, I'm going to have to wait till the weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. 2 a.m. But... on 2 a.m. on Saturday night works for me. Exactly. But with this, it's like, you know, and even one day isn't, I guess, terrible, but it's, it's now, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I, I've never been late to mint coins ever anyway, but like, um, with where, with where, um, Zen could go, you know, if you end up having to pay a $30 gas fee or something like that one day, it probably isn't going to matter that much in the long run, but you know, you need to make sure you're on your toes. You don't want to lose any of the Zen that you've earned. Otherwise, like you just wasted all of that time. So right. I think this is an interesting curveball too, um, to keep people from also doing, you know, some of that other dumb stuff. But um, in addition to that, another interesting thing that's, that's different from Hex. And I, and I know you do too, like the fact that with Hex stakes, um, you know that you only have the option to emergency end stake like it's just not you don't want to emergency end stake i mean like there's purposely penalties in place so you fulfill the promise that you did with your time deposit um with zen there is no penalty for early unstaking other than well there's never a penalty technically i should say you're never losing your principal like you would with hex which i'm not calling that like a problem is just part of the contract. Right. Um, sure. But with Zen, you would just lose your APY. That's it. You're not going to lose any of your principal or anything like that. So, so that's another interesting thing too. So there, there's definitely differences of it, both, you know, whatever you can look at them positive or negative. What I love about these products and I hope more get created is that it's like Jack has said, like Richard has said, it's you and the contract. Yeah, there is no like intervention or anything like that, or you know, the central exchange shutting you down or the bank shutting you down. It's like it's it's you and the contract, <clears throat> but it's also you and you. It's you, you know? and yourself. It, yeah, exactly. Right. You you have to honor it with yourself. You make an agreement with yourself um, to not do something that's going to cost you money, um, and it teaches you know the one thing that we've been very strong on, and that's delayed gratification. You know, here, here, here's your example. You're a great example. You know, you know, some of the videos that you're putting out as to how do you, how do you save money and live below the, below your means mm -hmm. um, so that you can have money set aside and put them in now in the bear market so that in a couple of years, you know, it's going to be life-changing money, you know? Right. It, it, it just kind of goes back to the core of, of of what the BBC is all about, right? Right. And that's delayed right. gratification. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's like, say what you will about Dave Ramsey um, and 
you know, <clears throat> I, I know that I personally haven't ever, haven't always been his biggest fan or anything. And I think you've got to say that he is definitely a net good for, um, finance and understanding it for the average American because, and that's also mainly because they're mo- mostly so inept at, it, at understanding it. But he used to say a phrase that I really liked. And that was, um, live like no one else now. So you can live like no one else later. Right. And I just thought it was so perfectly said because it's like, like, like you just said about me or anybody who does minimalism or even, it doesn't even have to be like extreme minimalism. It could just be somebody well, who's like, you know, being conservative with their money for a couple of years sure and i didn't mean it like that you want to live that way forever i I, I no, i know you know um the the weird thing though about dave ramsey is he's he's good for people that have lots of bad debt i guess yeah um he teaches you he does teach how to get out of debt um now the wealthier you become you want to use your debt as good debt um, and there are ways around doing that as well. So, you know, it's Dave Ramsey until you get to a certain point, and then you kind of have to pivot uh, to Robert you, Kiyosaki or to, to more of a Kiyosaki <laughs> type guy. Yeah. Um, who's going to teach you how to use uh, debt as a good thing uh, using your properties that you've that you've purchased or whatever it is, um, leveraging that money and taking loans out against them to buy more um asset yielding or, or yield assets mm-hmm. um so you know while debt can be bad for many um it can be very good for the for the wealthy and you know it's one of the one of the tricks that they teach you is is how to you know get debt that's good and and giving you yield on top of it to just kind of keep creating <laughs> more debt that creates more yield you know, it's it's one of those games, but it's a nice little tax strategy too. Yeah, I find the financial journey is really interesting, isn't it? Because like I remember, um, you probably remember even when I was in this mindset. But like, just uh, I've always been like somewhat minimalistic in nature. But like for me, it used to be like, oh no, they just and and not I'm this is a lot of people. I, I think a lot of people probably in our demographic ish that understand money for a long time, we're like, oh, index funds, you know, you got to go with the index funds. And, and I do think in classical finance, like it's one of the better things to do, you know, instead of having a mutual fund with somebody managing it, that's stealing like a 2% um, expense ratio from you. Um, But I mean, you know, once you start to understand if you're skilled enough to be involved in real estate, or buying land and things like that, and have kind of honed those skills or understand crypto, to me, there's just, you know, the, the, those are the routes that you have to take ultimately. But I just always love that, you know, to kind of finish off on the Ramsey thing. I just liked that quote from him because it's like, I don't consider minimalism to be that hard really anymore because I just have done it. And I just, I have a different value system, I think from most people. And I think if you're in crypto, you also probably do like, you're yeah. probably different, you know? Yeah. Um, Wired a little different. Yep, for sure. Yes, which is really cool. And I love it. And if you're willing to that, that, we talked last week about like the memory of crypto. That's why I do love, you know, no, it's not like everybody's literally having to go work at McDonald's in the bear market. I'm sure some people probably did, but it's like, yeah, dude, like that's how um, badly my portfolio swung. And I do have (laughs) to like rough it pretty big time now. Um, 
you know, and, and, you know, a couple of those cycles and probably quicker than you think. And you have like a whole new life all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's, you know, well, you weren't living off your crypto either. So that's, you know, that's no. a big difference. You still have a, a, a job. So, right. You know, for those people that did decide to retire, um, that's where the memes come from because yeah, they better mm-hmm. be going back and getting a part-time job because it really sucks to sell at these prices, you know, and mm-hmm. what, what, what you could have sold eight months ago, nine months ago, uh, you know, and you sell it for that much less now it, it's painful. So big time. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey, that's why I am so happy that again, we do have another product like Zen coming out. Um, we already of course had hex. I, I think now, that over before the, you go right. any further, you did yeah. mention it's going to be on a couple chains. So how are they going to oh, yeah. do that with, um, uh, is it going to launch simultaneously? Um, and then we'll get a fork on pulse chain or because you mentioned Polygon and Binance, Binance. I believe, um, are they going to launch those simultaneous and then we'll get a copy on pulse or how's that going to work? Do you know? That's a good question. I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't remember the answer to that one because I guess just because I've been so focused on them, obviously just going to mint on Ethereum. Um, I am not sure when I, I guess. Yeah, I got, yeah, I'm pretty sure you would be able to go ahead and mint on polygon and or Binance smart chain at the same time. Um, I don't know what the, the the price of those will eventually be, obviously, or anything like that, or what the differences yeah. will be. But um, mm, good question about Pulse Chain. Yeah, so I, I mean, will, I guess you would get a copy, of course. Well, you'll definitely get a copy. My, the reason I ask is because you know we were talking about gas fees, and Polygon and Binance Chain obviously are very cheap to transact mm-hmm. on, um, but you won't get a copy on Pulse Chain. So right. you know, there's the you, you got to weigh it with with each other. Do you want to save money now um, and, and do it on one of those chains or do you want to do it on Ethereum and then get a copy when it, when Pulse Chain forks off? So, right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it, it's definitely interesting. And I, I do hope over the next few years that we do get more people. I, I'm sure. Well, we're not going to get a lot of people that are just like Richard Hart, but more people like Richard Hart, more people like Jack Levin that are doing these type of products that do realize that like this is the closest thing to what crypto really was meant to be you know there's no kyc no exchange or anything like that i just i love these protocols and i don't know what zen will do i definitely have um a, a positive outlook on it and i think the right the right guy is there to you know help create the contract and there's a lot of you know I, it's crazy because like you were obviously at ground zero with the launch of Hex big time. And I wasn't as much. And it's interesting for me now to, and I definitely don't think there's the fever pitch of this that there was with Hex at the beginning, but it's getting pretty rampant. Like I said earlier, I mean, there's a lot of people talking about this now and it's exciting for me to like experience this right now much like Pulse kind of be in on the ground floor, but here's one that's happening right now. And yeah, it's just, it's interesting. I mean, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to see things from, from launch and, um, you know, we kind of witnessed Hedron in its early days too. And, you know, you've seen that, how, how it's matured. Yes. uh, In the last several months into a, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was just a very abundant coin mm -hmm. to now it has a lot of use case. Yeah. People don't want to get rid of their Hedron. Uh, changed considerably with the addition of Icosa and the whole um, staking on that side. Uh, people are doing some really cool things. And then you've got the Maximus guys who created uh, mm. the Poly token. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, I, um, I've been overtaken by Zen, but yeah, I have been like kind of hearing. Yeah, okay. Some well, things, we, but yeah, you know, they they deserve to be brought up too because they're all yeah. doing great work. You know, those guys. Um, at the uh, Maximus group is they're, they're, they're creating some fantastic things as well. And um, now that all centers around hex and it's um, essentially locking the hex up for a very long time. But now the poly contract is going to lock up the Hedron um, and then use it in the buyback portion of um, the, the tokenized um, HSIs. Mm. So for Hedron, you're going to put Hedron into the poly, and I think you will own then a portion. Um, it'll be a much larger subset of, of Hedron that they can bid on some of these auctioned HSI stakes. Um, and, and, you know, it'll, it'll afford you the ability to get into another pooled event uh, of people owning portions of of more t-shares so could be nice. could be could be nice it, you know it, it could be a really cool thing yeah i i am super impressed with all that stuff that's being built onto hex i mean and you are right like with hedron's really been the winner i think of this bear market i mean like so far um what's done better than hedron you know what i mean like yeah. not only in the way that the that it has changed and people have seen what kind of crazy stuff it can do to enhance your hex states stakes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But just in its price performance, I mean, like, man, oh, yeah. it, it's just been phenomenal. And that's, that definitely shouldn't stop people from buying it right now. I think dollar cost averaging into it is good right now. Now it's pumped hardcore over the last couple of days, but um, I don't know that it goes much, much further down when the rest of the market does. I, yeah, I, I not only because, well, not only because it's part of Hex, but also um, the Hex ecosystem, but like also because it's it's just pumping so hard. I, I just, I don't know. I just think it's on a different kind of wavelength right now. Yeah, but, I do too. And it, may, yeah. it you know, it just, it, sometimes I sit back and I, I think about all these brilliant minds um, that we have in the Hex community and, and around it. Um, and they're still calling it a scam. It's, yeah, I'm like, do you realize how many smart individuals there are here? Like people that write code and people that do all these things. Do you not think that they haven't examined it? I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I just it makes me chuckle um, because I, I I think that they're just so blinded by the um, the aura around it that so many people or, or they're just regurgitating what a lot of the Bitcoin maxis have said. And I think, I still think they're just very threatened by it. You know, Richard has touted it as a better Bitcoin and it, it, it could very well prove to be just that. And I do think they may be threatened and uh, we'll see how that shakes out, but it's going to be an well, interesting next couple of years. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think you'll be chuckling a whole lot harder down the road whenever, um, 
you know, your bags are pumped even more because it's, it's one of those things where like, that's when you want to be buying something and not, yeah. not anything, you know, not, you don't want to be buying anything when everybody's calling it a scam, but like right, right, right now, you know, that's when you want to be, you know, think about the people that I know I'm just using Bitcoin right here, but think about the people that were psycho enough to buy it even as recently as 2017. You know, that, that's not even really that psycho. I mean, no. um, yeah, I mean, that that's when you want to be. And Richard has said that himself, like, that's when you really want to be getting into something like that. So hedge your bets. I mean, like, I know everybody's different and that that's fine. That We talk about that, that on this show a lot is like, know your mental makeup and what's going to make you squirm at night if you know, you're over invested in any one thing or whatever it may be there's so many ways to succeed in crypto that's something i've really learned since being in it is like you know you can get down when times are tough like now but when you see like a hedron come along or now with zen and i don't know what these things are going to ultimately end up being but pulse all of these things where you realize like if one of them with the amount of capital you put into it, 10,000 X, what that could do. And especially when you have your bets hedged amongst a few other pro projects too. It's not like yeah. all of them are going to fail, you know, I right. mean, very few of them probably will. And a couple of them might absolutely be freaking rock stars. You yeah. know, I was going to say, what happens if a couple of them do that? I mean, right. can you imagine we're, mm -hmm. we're in the best, we're in the best seats that we could possibly be. I think, you know, moving forward, it's going to be one hell of a ride next couple I of years. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think that's a great place to end it. This has been a great episode. I'm glad. I honestly, I'm really pumped that there is something like Zen to kind of bring a little bit of zest, I guess, into Zesty. this bear market. Yeah. I've been sick of talking about prices. You know, I love yeah. talking to you, but I'm sick of talking about prices. I'm sick yeah. of talking about. The well, there's nothing to talk stupid. about, man. They there's keep not. chopping around. They, they're, yeah. they're, until it goes down to that 11K um, or, or 11, 12, 10, whatever it's going to be. Three. Yeah, no, it's not going to three. <laughs> <laughs> if it goes to three. Uh, Ooh, well, look out. Something's yeah, wrong. look out, Loretta. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, it's – I'm, I'm hoping we're going to – I think we're going to have more and more interesting stuff. And I, I don't want to get way too into this because I know I was about to wrap up. But, like, you were ju just talking about Hex and Pulse a little bit. I was speculating, I was talking earlier, like I, I've heard some hex people say, and I only listened to a few, but like that they've heard spaces and stuff like that where people have um, been a little, uh, I don't know what word to use, but like it's getting to some people that Pulse is still not out. And I yeah. think it's starting to get to, um, I don't even know how to say this, like, uh, people who were irresponsible and sacrificed too much, like that's just their own fault. But, oh, yeah. but I think there's people now where it's like, dude, like, yeah, I don't need this to happen right now, but it's like, how is this still going on? You know? And I, I do think for some people that are aware of Zen, they're a little bit like, I don't know what word to use, but just like, so this, this shit just comes out of nowhere and is like launching. Why are we still doing this? I'm well, not saying any of it's valid. I'm just, stating it it's not um it's not super hard to write a contract for a coin um that yeah. has some parameters built into it you know you're talking a whole ecosystem right uh pulse chain is going to have amazing features 
Um, they're basically doing what ETH 2.0 ultimately wants to do. Right. Yes, they're doing proof of stake now, but they don't have the validator system like we're going to have. Um, they don't have the, the system where you can actually delegate your money or your coins without giving up control. Um, you know, you still, if you want to make money with the staking in ETH 2.0, you still got to give it to somebody else um, and then hope to hell they give it back. Yeah. So, you, you know, the features that, that we're going to have with Pulse Chain, it's going to be worth the wait. And I get it. I mean, I know there were people that were way overextended. I could tell even then uh, when in March or May, whenever it was that I think it was May when he said we were going to launch originally and mm -hmm. didn't. You know, there were people that were just, they were livid then. I can imagine what they're like now. I wouldn't want to be around any of them. But that just means they, that they invested way too much money. Right. Um, you know, so it's it's a patience game. Again, delayed gratification. I, you know, I sunk a boatload of cash in it too. But what what am I going to do? It doesn't matter. Um, you can't well, get upset it, about it. And, and who are you going to cry to? It doesn't, again, you know... No one cares um, outside of this yeah. ecosystem that we have here. You know, I don't know if you saw Richard did a, a video that was released today um, on somebody else's channel. I forget. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, was. but I think I, I think I yeah, a, a somewhat prominent podcast, I believe. I forget what yeah, it was. I, well, I looked and he had like thirty thousand followers or subscribers. Um, mm. On YouTube, more prominent so, than us, anyway. Well, yeah, you know, us, <laughs> we had like two so um yeah, for now but yeah so i'm sure it's more of the same i haven't listened to it yet so i don't know what he said if if he gave any kind of time frame i i doubt it or we would have heard more on twitter about it right um but i just keep hearing we're close and and i'm sure we are i'm sure we're getting close but you know dev kyle on that stream with with hexo brought up a really good point um, that, you know, we've mentioned before. He he uh, correlated it to launching a rocket ship to Neptune that once it left the launch pad, you couldn't change anything. It, it was on its way. So you had to figure out all these little possibilities and things that could go wrong before they actually did um, so that it was smooth sailing and made it to its destination. So... Yeah, I mean that was a good stream uh, for those of you who yeah definitely stuff to watch. That was a really good stream. Uh, Crypto Coffee and Hexo and Expensive Taste are going to be um, or Explosive Artist. I'm sorry, are, are going to be doing a stream Saturday with Richard Hart as well. Ah, I saw that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what time it'll probably be in the afternoon. He usually does his stuff in the afternoon. Um. But it's on Hexo's channel, Hexologist. So give that a watch, and and hopefully they can pry some information out of them. Maybe uh, see. Sure, they'll try. I'm, I'm sure, sure they'll try. try. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it, yeah, we're we're still waiting, but that that's why it is so important to be doing other things right now, figuring out what you can do to drum up dry powder, and you just have to take massive ownership of like anything that you've done, you know, yeah. and. Even if you've, I, I'm not talking to the unreasonable people. Like if you sacrifice too much and you're actually like in some kind of financial constraints because of it, then, you know, bad decision, move on. But uh, bad decision for now anyway. But um, 
you know, figure it out. Figure it out. It'll make you stronger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Figure it out. Focus. You need to be focusing on something else. You need, Mm -hmm. you need to get through it. So you need, you need to work. You need to do something productive and, you know, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And there's a lot of, I think I talked to you about it last week, but there's some yeah. good themes in there. And like one of them is that, you know, it, what, what helps make us happy, most people, is having um, good problems to take care of. Or basically, um, you know, good work to do to feel accomplished at the end of the yeah. day. He says it way better than I ever could, but um, that that's what you need to be doing. You know, I mean, like, you, you know, you can feel good even when you're just doing your day job, like being productive does feel good, not spinning your wheels for no reason, but you know, being productive does help. So don't yeah, just sit on your sure. hands during this time. I mean, this is like when you have to be moving right now, you know? So yep. Yeah. That's the end of my spiel. Anything else you want to add, Ewok, before we head out of here? I want to give a shout out to my boy, Andrew, who's been in the chat the whole time here, following along. So um, he's one of the good friends of mine who was in in Florida. We were pretty worried about when that hurricane was headed through there. He fared well. It looks like he's got internet and and electricity. So (laughs) watching our stream. So shout out to Andrew. watching our stream. Andrew, get your friends together, get some popcorn, and uh, you know right. you guys can all sit around the tube each week and watch us. Um, there you go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting next few weeks. Uh, we will probably follow up next week on how the Zen launch went, and God knows what else will happen in crypto by that time. So for Crypto Ewok, this has been Broke Boy Crypto. A reminder, tomorrow on my channel, I will have a Zen video dropping, so be sure to check that out. In addition to all the other great stuff that I- I've been seeing on YouTube, um, Trevon has been making a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, Jim Rack Crypto and Stolt have been talking about it a lot. Uh, Maxim Broadcast, I love that guy. He has been doing all, he's been talking about Zen. There's a lot of really cool stuff out there. So, a lot of hex people. So, um, check it out. I will drop mine tomorrow evening. Um, But otherwise, this has been the Creative Crypto Podcast, and we will catch y'all next week. Take it easy.